Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Talk is Cheap. This is Scotty Davis. I'm here with Barrett Kyle as normal. Hello. So, uh, so last night uh, was the Dustin Poirier fight last. Uh, last night was the Poirier fight last night. Yeah, no, I'm I, razzled too because these lights. I can talk very well in here. Yeah. But uh, so last night was a Poirier fight, and that was another one of those. The first couple rounds looked like uh, Gaethje and uh, Ferguson, mm-hmm. and then it turned more turned more technical. Man, that was just a fun fight. These fights have been good this year. I, I wouldn't say that it looked like Gaethje and Ferguson because that fight was pretty one sided from start to finish. Gaethje's and Ferguson's, yeah. Dustin Poirier's and, and Dan Hooker's was a lot more back and forth, and I just you know the, the slugfest that yeah. it was. Dude, it was it was insane, man. Gaethje was tweeting about it last night. He was yeah. He was talking about how good of a fight it was. I don't know how it went five rounds and not that neither one of them got dropped once. Yeah, I was. I thought for sure that Poirier had it done when he when he clinched in that first uh, that first guillotine. He I put like over. he put like four or five submission attempts in there. Yeah, I thought. I feel like if uh, Hooker's body wasn't you know if they both weren't soaked in blood, it would have been done. But I feel like the blood. The blood and the sweat let him. You almost let him feel sneak like out. you almost feel like Poirier needs to work on his uh, guillotines more because he let two or three go against Hooker, and then he had a really good one against Khabib when he was fighting for the real title, mm-hmm. and he ended up letting that one go, and uh, lost shortly after that. Well, the from from what I could tell, I now last night was the first Poirier fight I've watched, start to finish. So yeah. I mean, that's really can't really say much about him. But from what the commentators were saying, like that's one of his go to, like things that he like he's one of the best guillotine oh it's his go-to in the sense like he he shoots for it but i don't think he really pulls the finish out all that often i mean i, I thought for sure it was over because he had it in deep last night in round three mm-hmm. i thought it was over with and then boop, hooker just popped his head right out i thought he was gonna get the uh arm bar more than i thought he was gonna get the guillotines i, I don't think know that why was... he didn't try like when he had his arm back he almost had it like in a kimura he could have gone for that too yeah then... i think that's called like a um I'm, I'm don't even remember. It's something that starts with an O, but it's yeah, it's a crazy ass like another submission where yeah, you kind of like crank it around your thigh. But he yeah, he didn't even try for that. Well, it's because Hooker did really good defense and pushed um, him into the cage. That way he didn't have room to like get the arm and really like crank on it. So it was actually really really good. It was just a good fight in general. It was the fights this year have been so good so far. And then Fight Island, July 11th. Dude. That's gonna be fun. Seeing some of the seeing some of the. Uh, Pictures of it the other day. I was like, the octagon is up, and mm-hmm. it looks it looks like it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, honestly, man. UFC would be smart to keep that as a permanent place. They rotate. They are. Are they is until the until the virus is done? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like after the virus, keep that as a permanent place, mm-hmm. like in your rotation, like Vegas and all the and LA and all those places. Keep Fight Island. Well, the reason they're not going to keep Fight Island is because you can't do a gate at Fight Island. The reason they go to all these other big venues is because you can pay, you know, buy tickets. No, just fly people out. I mean, they're not gonna fly anyone out. People can fly there if they that's want. But then like, it's, that's what I meant. Like sell tickets. Yeah, it's to like it. having a destination wedding. Nobody actually cares about you enough to go somewhere <laughs> to watch it. Like, I don't know, man. People who are rich people, rich famous people, go pretty much anywhere and do anything. There's money on uh, big, big money on stuff. There's a lot of people that are like betting more or less that um, like rich sheiks and stuff mm-hmm. are going to be in attendance at uh, at Fight Island. I wouldn't. Yeah. If Dwayne Johnson's not there, I would be surprised. It seems like a, such a rock thing. What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? The I, that seems like such a thing for him to like. He was at one of the recent UFC events. And yeah, because they be, wanted him to be there. Well, that's what I'm, but I would be surprised if you know that's 
lots of cameras, lots of focus, lots of attention. We talked about it last time. The Rock is all about like just getting his face out there, being there, just being in attendance there. I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like it's a horrible PR move. He's got a mask on. He's fine. Mm. He's got a mask on. It's fine. Uh, I would disagree. That's fine. That's fair. But I, I, just, I, I, I would, would bet money with you that The Rock will not be there. <laughs> I, I would not be shocked if he shows up I and be. gets one of, what, five faces out in the out in the crowd as his. That's fine. Yeah, you can I, look at me stupid. I, yeah, you like. I think you're. I think you're stretching there. That's fine. Anyway, so so moving kind of into yeah. There's there's four fights, like four separate cards set up for Fight Island already. The first one is the pay per view July 11th, and that's got three title fights, and then they have another title fight that's going to be on one of the free ones. Like they're fucking slinging titles out on mm-hmm. Fight Island. It's a good place to do it. Dude, it's I mean, be- it's good move for them to have their own little yeah like the the whole like lore of fight island is like drawing people in Mm -hmm. like everybody like wants to watch and like wants to see wants to see like how it goes down they can actually bring in international fighters now rather than just people that are stationed in america because of all the travel restrictions and everything Mm -hmm. so yeah it's gonna be exciting to see like how many people are gonna because i mean like you were saying like there's been crazy fights like during all this part of the reason is because they're having them at the apex center the apex center has a smaller ring Smaller ring means you're closer to your opponent. More chance that you're gonna have to like get in there and actually, you know, be have contact with them. Mm-hmm. So, but the Fight Island ring is gonna be bigger. So, I wouldn't expect the same amount of slugfest. But I'm sure it's. I didn't, the, I didn't realize that all the octagons weren't the same size. Mm-hmm. I, th- I don't know why. That's weird. I that's, think it's that's, stupid. That's really weird. But, uh, so something I found interesting last night. And it could have just been a slip of the tongue for the commentator. But they were talking about after the, after the fight, Poirier was said, you know, Dustin lost against uh, lost against Habib, but he's still showing that he's you know right there. But you also have the way that he said he's you also got Ferguson, you also have Connor kind of floating around, mm-hmm. which which made me wonder is like did they know more than we no, know? They don't know anything. It's just a slip of the tongue for him. It's not a slip of the tongue. He's he's just painting the picture of you know what what happens next because so. Dustin's rated number three. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin's number one. He's fighting Khabib next. That's sealed, signed, delivered. I mean, it's it's pretty much a go. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is Ferguson, I believe. And then I think it's Connor, and then it's uh, Hooker. So where, where is Khabib ranked? If... Champion. Champion doesn't get a rank. That's right. It's the interim title that Gaethje has. Yeah, so he's number one. It's the interim title. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with Poirier, he wins over Hooker, so he just beat number five. Mm-hmm. So you either fight number four, number two, or the winner of the of the championship bout. Now you just fought for the title mm-hmm. and lost. So for some people, they don't want to see the same person turn around and fight for the title again almost immediately, mm-hmm. right? Because Khabib hasn't fought anybody since Tony. Or since right. uh, since Dustin, so he's gonna fight Gaethje, and then was he, he turned around and fights Dustin again? Like it's kind of a quick turnaround, but at the same time, you can make a case that Dustin deserves it. Now, so who else would you would you put Tony in there? No, so that's that's if, the thing. Is like if Khabib wins, you put Tony in there. I don't know. So I mean, that's that's still a fight that a lot of people want to see, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's almost a case of um, like Mayweather and Pacquiao. Is like it, it is exciting. It still would be a good fight, but like. They're years past when they should have made this fight. Right. So, so let's say Gaethje wins. Yeah. And so you don't have to run into the 
the rematch mm-hmm. of Khabib and Poirier. Does that give Poirier? You're saying that gives Poirier a better chance yes. to fight for? Yes, so he absolutely. He just needs to cross his fingers and hope that Justin pretty much. Wins. And I think it's a better matchup for him as well because mm-hmm. while Gaethje is and a great fighter, um, he's more the type of fighter that's willing to stand up and bang with you, where you know Khabib's going to take you he down wants, and just yeah, he wants to go to the ground. Yeah, just muscle you out and just mm-hmm. you know grind out a win. Which fair play, a win's a win. It's mm-hmm. not the most exciting thing, but so for a lot of people, if you, it's, got, the, if you got the belt, doesn't matter how you got no, it. No big facts, but for a lot of people, they're trying to figure out like who can beat. Could be. Mm-hmm. Poirier had a real good, you know, a real good performance, and for a second, some people thought he was going to when he had that that guillotine locked in. Um, but you know, he ended up losing by rear naked choke, I believe. But um, so you think Gaethje has a good shot at it? Gaethje was a uh, championship wrestler before mm-hmm. he became a fighter. Okay, so he does have the background to kind of match. Very, up very, very good wrestling. He never uses his wrestling because he prefers to strike. Mm-hmm. But what? he's very good at with his wrestling is not necessarily takedowns, but he's a more defensive wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like his biggest thing was, you know, you couldn't take him down. Mm-hmm. So Khabib's biggest thing is taking people down and just grueling them out on the ground. So if so, he can just prevent him from taking him down, make him stand up and, and you know, go toe to toe with him. Mm-hmm. He's got a real good shot. So I haven't watched much of Khabib. I just, you know, I'm, I'm getting back into watching UFC. I didn't watch it for a long time. The only fight that I've watched front to back or like start to finish on Khabib is the Connor fight, mm-hmm. and I, you know, it is much more on the ground focus. It's you know focused on getting you down, like you said. So if it does come down to a striking fight with mm-hmm. Gaethje, you think Gaethje's got the upper hand on that? I would say so. Now Khabib's definitely a still. I mean, he dropped Connor in that in their right. fight. Yeah. Um, that so was I mean, much, that was the end of the beginning for Connor right there. Pretty much when yeah. he got when he got dropped right there, and you saw Khabib took a second to realize, oh shit, I dropped him, and then attacked. It was. Yeah. It was wild watching that. Yeah, like yeah, that was definitely the start of the end. But yeah, so I mean, Khabib has striking that's you know worth respecting, and you can't just go mm-hmm. in there and expect that you know he can't hit you with something. But Gaethje's a fucking monster, dude. The bombs yeah. that he was hitting Ferguson with, yeah. like that's it's a testament to Ferguson that he didn't get knocked out, rather than a knock on on Gaethje because. God damn, he was unloading on him. And accurate, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was landing everything. Speaking of accurate, freaking Poirier last night. Had like 70-something. percent yeah. accuracy on his... That's insane. On his hits. Now, it looked Over like 25 both, minutes. It looked like both of those guys didn't have their hands up in defense in the slightest. Like, when one swing, it's like they both were like, all right, I'm just going to eat this the entire fight. Yeah. Um, I saw one, like, uh, like meme Twitter account that said it's like a, a stan account for connor mm-hmm. and it was like all this showed me is that both of those guys are very hittable and connor would put both of them away i i can see that but yeah. i mean they both ate some heavy hits too it's not no like, they definitely did <laughs> yeah I mean, but see connor's thing is like not necessarily like crazy power like he's Gordon very Jose very Aldo, very accurate anything. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> That was so ridiculous. I was, Aldo wasn't wasn't very impressed. Lost at thirteen seconds. And yeah. if y'all don't, if y'all didn't see that, uh, there was an article that came out late uh, recently that uh, had Connor's opponents like saying how hard he actually hits, and a uh, little little um, secondary headline underneath mm-hmm. was like Jose Aldo not very impressed. Lasted thirteen seconds yeah. in this fight with got Connor. Clipped so, and I mean, dropped. You know, it, and it got clipped. It wasn't like a he got hit square. Yeah, that's the thing. Is, yeah, yeah, he didn't. He didn't knock his head off. He just hit him in the right spot and yep. put him to sleep. So you know, I don't care how unimpressed you are. You got knocked out in 13 seconds for so sure by by a move that Connor predicted before the fight. Yeah, it was practicing. 
But yeah, so that's his name. It's like, yeah, Connor is maybe the best striker in the UFC, mm-hmm. probably in that division for mm-hmm. sure. And so even though a lot of these guys are amazing strikers and they throw fucking bombs, like Connor's accuracy is just insane. And so if you're not bobbing and weaving and doing a lot of defense and you're mm-hmm. getting tagged 76% of, of the times that you're getting thrown at, yeah. Connor's probably going to put you away. Probably Hooker. I'm both of them ended up going to the hospital last night, which I know that's pretty. That's probably common if I had to. Especially guess. for a five round fight, yeah. Yeah, that's probably pretty common. But for what what I was told was Hooker went like on a on a gurney, like yeah, like he was. Yeah, Dustin was, walked out and Hooker got gurneyed up. Yeah, he was in a bad. He was in some bad shape. Which I mean, if you get hit by seventy six percent of the Hooker's the a good fighter, makers. dude. But oh, I was so glad to see him get beat because he's <sighs> don't like him as a person. Not really. So last fight card there was a kid who came in on like a week and a half notice Uh he fought in like the very first fight and um he had a a decent first round he was like a real big like submission artist and everything uh he he was five and Mm oh all of his wins came from submissions and this was his debut in the ufc he was going to be on dana white's contender series but somebody backed out so they're like hey do you want to just come straight in of Mm -hmm. course he's going to say yes right so he comes in he has a pretty solid first round, but can't get a submission. He's trying, 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 just can't get it. Second round, he's kind of gassed out, and the dude beat the shit out of him in that second round, like maybe even a 10-8 round. Mm-hmm. It was bad. So then going into the third, he's telling his coach, like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I, I can't go anymore. I quit. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm out. And so his coach is like, Spend, you get a minute. So the coach spent the whole minute like just trying to, like, I mean, you're, yeah, you're a yeah. champion. Come on. Like, you got this, blah, blah, blah. So as I soon mean, as – If you know you're beat – no, big facts. Yeah, you, so yeah, you know I, I mean, beat. yeah, credit to him for like knowing that like I'm I'm done. Mm. So the, I think we talked about this before, didn't we? I don't know. So the round goes to restart, the doctor comes over and he tells him like I'm done. So they they call the fight. Mm-hmm. Well, Dan Hooker quoted the clip of the guy saying he was done and was like, How do you come to the UFC if you know that you're made of marshmallows? Dan Hooker has been in a fight before where he got kicked in the stomach, which, don't get me wrong, that fucking hurts. I would assume that doesn't feel great, yeah. He took a step back, and then he just laid on the floor and covered up, and the ref stopped it. So, I'm not nice. saying that I wouldn't do the same thing. I'm saying if you know that you're going to quit in a fight, too, mm-hmm. maybe don't fucking talk shit. Yeah. Like, I get that it's a lot of... I get the UFC's a lot of talk and a lot of mind yeah. games, and I, I get that. But, man, if you... For how much respect is in the UFC, it's wild to see when the guys just outright disrespect another person. And especially, especially for like what a week and a half he had notice for that fight. That's such especially a short somebody of time. that is clearly not on your level. Mm-hmm. You're a number five contender. This guy is making his debut. Right. I don't even think they were in the same weight class. So it's not like he's just talking. Shit I'm talking sizing shit. this guy up. You know, right. it's like in the future. Like no, yeah, you're just being a freaking asshole, man. Like right. So yeah, once I saw that, I was like, I hope Poirier fucking kills him. And he beat the shit out of him, dude. Like, after that fifth, like, that fifth round, Poirier put her, turned it on and just for sure dude, won that both round. Both of them were so gassed, though. It was... Hooker just kept trying to go for takedowns just so he'd quit getting hit in the face. And Poirier blocked every single takedown. And once I saw him blocking, like, two or three of them, I was like, that's it. He's yep. got this round. And Poirier did such a good job with... I, I respected the... The like whenever they're both on the ground and his just little hooks. Because, you know, it just... Just stays it, busy. Yep, it just... it's He's getting points and it's... He's, you know, that takes a toll on somebody's face. Even mm-hmm. just a little small. Like if, you know, you take a bunch of these in a row, yeah. it's going to hurt after a while. For sure. And little short elbows. And then whenever Hooker was trying to come in with those top left hooks, and Poirier was like, no. And then punch. Like, he'd block and then punch yeah. and block and then punch. And I was like, this just, this looks so bad. At the end of, like, at the end of the fifth round, 
Hooker just fell to the ground right there. Right. Like, the doctors came to him. Dustin walked back to his corner, kind of sat down, and was still, like, talking to Hooker. Yeah. Like, yeah, saying something. Like, and it then, looked like Hooker wanted to fight again whenever Poirier was like, hey, man, good fight. Like, whenever he went over to check on him and well, everything. Well, because he went over and he said, uh, hey, you put in a good fight. Uh, keep working. You'll get better. Right, yeah. That was, I thought that was kind of, I thought that was pretty funny. I loved it. And like, then, that, yeah, I mean, like, right then, there, Poirier knew he won. So yeah. he was like, oh, yeah, good try. <laughs> yeah, and then Hooker went and, like, got in his face forward to forehead. I was like, yeah, yeah. punch him one more time. Dude, yeah. <laughs> why not? Screw it. Yeah, you're clearly gassed. Like, <laughs> right. if this is the first, like, two rounds, if this is a three-round fight, then I can understand you being like, oh, I'll, I'll go again. I'll whip your ass. Dude, like, you <laughs> could was, barely stand up anymore. Right, yeah. That was, uh, and I thought maybe Hooker had won it, I think, in the second round, whenever he gashed open Poirier's eye. Yeah. Because he was, he was bleeding so badly. I was like, I don't Poirier, know. Gonna... So I think it was the end of that second round where Poirier got rocked with like 20 seconds left and mm-hmm. pretty yeah. much got saved by the bell. Well, that was. In the post fight interview, yeah. he said that he blacked out right there. When he took that, was it the it was knee to the knee. forehead? Well, everybody was talking about how bad Hooker's knees are. Mm-hmm. And so, and Dustin didn't even acknowledge it, like in the, the you know, pre fight build up uh, the week before. And Hooker only landed, like, maybe two, three knees the whole fight. So, Dustin did a really good job just staying out of that range and not putting himself to... <laughs> and then he said Hooker rocked him back awake. <laughs> yeah. Punched him hard enough where he woke back up. Yeah. Because he definitely looked like, when he took that knee and he just slumped down, I was like, oh, that's it. That's fight's over. Oh, yeah, I was nervous. And then he caught a, he caught a hook and it propped and he, him up. He clinched up, which was smart. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's, like, 15, 20 seconds. I was like, dude, just fucking hug him. Hug him for 20 yeah, seconds. You can hear his, you can hear his, uh, his corner. 15 seconds. 10 seconds, just just just, just keep it, just keep going. But uh, I mean, that was a really good fight, man. I'm excited to see these, fight. these next few fights. People are saying, yeah, that's like the fight of the year contender, which for sure it's a contender. But the only other fight I can think of is um, I, I always forget her name, Wei 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 Zhang, something like that. The, they the, were talking about that last night. The Syria. strawweight uh, champion that she fought Joanna uh, Yunjacek and defended her title against her. That went five rounds, and that was a slugfest as well. That was the fight. Is that where, where old girl looked like Mega Mine at the yeah, end of it? That was that was that one. Uh, so yeah, I, I think right now it's one of those two for fight of the year. Yeah, just out of pure, because you talked about how one rounded or one sided it was, but just out of pure entertainment, that Gaethje Ferguson fight could be fight of the year for just no, it, it, it yeah for sure. And the first I think it'll get recognition for it. It will, least. and it, because it was the first pay per view back, the first fight back in like you know a month and a half, two mm-hmm. months, however long it was, and then for Gaethje to fucking show out like that, and right. Ferguson is no slouch. Right. I mean, he was on a twelve fight win streak. Mm-hmm. That's insane right didn't Poirier end up uh what was it broke the broke the tie for eighth most wins ever last night I think that's what it was something like that I, I don't know exactly so I think it was like his 21st win it was yeah he's, he's was in the 20th like I'm pretty sure it was good to see Louisiana boy get out there and two Louisiana boys before he fought uh Brendan Allen who I mean I, I didn't know who he was before this but he put in a really really dominant performance and he ended up winning too Good stuff. Fucking uh, Lil Wayne tweeted out uh, tagging both of them. Did and he? he was like, stand up for Louisiana. And Brendan Allen was like, this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, Theo Vaughn, who comedian I love, he's a Louisiana boy too. Uh, he was tweeting about the fights, which he's a big Poirier fan. Like, they're mm-hmm. friends and stuff. You know, like, they've done podcasts together. Um, he posted a video on Instagram that he, <laughs> Theo was hanging out with Poirier's family. So he went down to Vegas <coughs> to go hang out with them. And then after the fight, when Poirier came back, Jeez, I apologize. He, uh, he surprised them. So like they were hanging out after the fight. Good stuff. Good stuff. <clears throat> so 
Uh, <coughs> uh, that went down the wrong pipe. We're good? good now. Yeah, no, I think we're good now. Yeah. So, uh, this this podcast, I mean, I, we wanted to start off talking about the Poirier fight just because how good it was last night. And I think we're going to try to, like, expand out the podcast and make a couple of different ones to yeah, talk definitely, more about, like, UFC stuff, like Central UFC. I want to have, like, a, a straight-up, like, UFC podcast. Like, I mean, it probably wouldn't be on this one. It would be, like, on the, the end of the bench, like, kind mm-hmm. of a, you know, right. a subset of one of those. But I think that would be a lot of fun just because, I, I mean, <clears throat> how long have we been doing this? 22 20 minutes, minutes and yeah. we've been talking about one fight. You yeah. know what I mean? So, And then, uh, so we've got, so w- we should be starting that probably pretty soon. And then... Well, like you and me, Aston you and uh, about... Josh, or me and Josh, or you for for the MMA thing, that'd be real good. <laughs> yep, and then you and Ashton with uh, with soccer, we're gonna try to start that soon. That'll also be more of an end of the bench subset, right? But uh, it's all under the same umbrella at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but we we do have some exciting things coming up. I am pretty excited about what we've got in the works. We've got a uh, we've got a video coming out tomorrow, which is Monday the twenty eighth. 9th. 29th. Monday the 29th. So that'll be that'll be a fun video. I'm I'm really excited about that. Um we've got our our big video that we talked about last last week or week before with the uh scavenger hunt around town. Mm-hmm. That'll probably get released. Let's see, we're filming it July eleventh. And that'll probably get released August. Christmas twenty twenty. Yeah, right. <laughs> coming coming Easter twenty twenty two. Yeah. The final production. The video is risen. <laughs> so we'll do. Uh, so we got some good stuff coming out. If you're around town July 11th and you see a bunch of idiots running around in cheap seat shirts, see if you can help them. They might need it. See if you can help them out. Get their get their little task done. They'll need to get done. My squad don't need no help, man. Team God Squad. Okay. All right. That's. I mean, you'll have Braylon's brain to help you out at least. <laughs> exactly, man. But uh, so so another. So we got some we got some fun stuff coming out. But the more, I guess, focused, focused point of this or, or focused theme of this one will be like movies because we talk about like movies and theaters and things like that. It's well, funny how you're trying to talk about like the focus of this podcast and you couldn't even focus enough to figure out what you're trying to say. <laughs> no, I could focus on it. I was just too stupid to come up with a word. I was very focused on trying to come up with a word. I just couldn't do it. But the theme of this one's gonna be more. Uh, we're going to talk about like our favorite movies, favorite actors, things like that. We talked a little bit about how theaters and movies and things like that might be different once all this yeah. is said and done, which, you know, Easter 2025 <laughs> for whenever the world's back to normal. Yeah. With the pace it's on now. But so me personally, I am a, I, I like funny movies more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Like I can get into funny, like I can get into like action movies. They're fun to watch. Rom coms. I mean, I grew up with a single mom for a long time, so those were those were always on growing up. Mm-hmm. Not you know Hallmark bad, but but definitely rom coms. Yeah. But man, comedies. Give me a good comedy. Give me like my favorite duo, Will Ferrell and um. You got it. <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg. Nope. Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. That's my favorite duo. Oh, I did no, not no, think that's no, your. No, I thought yeah, you were no. talking. I thought you were no. trying to say John C. No, Riley, no, and you just defaulted to Mark no, Wahlberg. No, Mark Wahlberg. That's my favorite duo. Like the other guys, Daddy's Home. Mm-hmm. The other guys is one of my top favorite movies ever. I love that movie. Uh, I mean, the the Lion Tuna skit is. Yeah. <laughs> or the Lion Tuna scene is so funny. But you gotta quit calling things skits. No, I'm gonna call whatever I want to skit a skit. It's so disrespectful. Stop calling things skits. No, I won't. <laughs> Because a movie is just a big skit. A movie is a two and a half hour skit, or it's a bunch of skits made up into one big skit. 
Okay. That's one of my favorite scenes of the movie is the lion tuna thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of Will Ferrell and John C. Riley together. Like, I like dumb, but I don't like stupid, if that makes sense. Step Brothers. Yeah. Like, I, Step Brothers is okay. I don't mind Step Brothers, but, like, the new Sherlock movie. Well, yeah. I watched, like, four minutes of that, and I'm like, all right, I'm 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 over it. I can't anymore. I haven't watched uh, Eurovision yet, the new Will Ferrell release. I saw that on Netflix today, and I was like, I, I, I watched know, the trailer for it, and I, was, I can't do this. I know it's going to be so stupid, but I'm going to watch it at some point. And I was like, I just, I can't do it. Will Ferrell reminds me of my dad. Just, like, in their mannerisms and, like, how they talk and just how, like, goofy and, like, committed to something that they'll mm-hmm. get. So, anything that comes out with him, I gravitate toward it just because I want to see my dad succeed. That's that's fair. I respect that. Um, the only bad thing I think I've ever seen Will Ferrell in outside of, you know, the, the Sherlock Holmes was when he tried to play in The Office. That was just horrible. Him as yeah. Vickers. That was so bad. I think you just hated it because of how high you hold the office, and it was definitely not up to par once Steve uh, Steve Carell left. Uh, it could be, but it just... I don't know if it's how high I hold the office. Like I didn't like it the first time I watched it. I, didn't, I, I just thought it was a really bad character. Like I thought Will Ferrell was trying too hard to be kind of like Steve Carell for it and just mm-hmm. didn't it just didn't work. Yeah. And I don't know if it was a they only meant to bring him in for two episodes or like they filmed the first one and then got the poor reaction cuz I cuz I like I read on it and when it came out live it was a very poor reaction to him like his character and taking over and everything. So yeah. I, I like I kind of wonder if it was like he was supposed to take over but he was like they were like oh no two episodes is enough for you thanks. Is it only two episodes that he's in it? Maybe three, maybe. I thought it was more than that. Uh-uh. But uh but yeah, Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg. I like Mark Wahlberg. I like Mark Wahlberg uh, as an actor. He came out the other day. I don't day. like him as a person. Did you see what he said the other day? Yeah. Uh, if, so he's, for he's, those of you who didn't know, who don't know, Mark Wahlberg came out and said that if he was on the planes, 9-11 would not have happened. No, he said if, if I was on the plane that crashed into the Twin Towers, it would not have hit a building. Right. He would have, he, he said that, if he if he was on the plane with his kids, there would have been a lot of blood in first class, mm-hmm. and he would have found a way to line the plane somewhere safe. Yeah, it would have not. It would not have hit a building. Is what he said. <sighs> and I lost a lot of respect for Mark Wahlberg when he's like, he's bought into his. Like I said the last uh, last week, how the Rock is kind of bought into the rock mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg has for sure bought into Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Somebody, somebody was like, I'm sure in. that's how it would have turned out if they wrote the script <laughs> like that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If they made your <laughs> skit that way, Mark <laughs> facts, that's a bad skit. Yeah. That's a horrible skit. <laughs> but yeah, when he came out and said that, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Know your place. No, like no winning. When, also, when and where why the fuck stuff. are we talking about it? Like, yeah, why, why bring I, it up? Why? I don't know if that was an interview. If he just came out and was like, oh, by the way. Like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't read enough into it's it. It's a horrible move, no matter what the, yeah. the scenario is. But just don't talk about it. Yeah, it's, that's that's one of those no-go subjects for me. Yeah. But, I don't, yeah, I would love to know what brought that about. And if somebody was interviewing him, why, why did that come it? up? Like, why, why in the world was that... Now, we're going to say this, and whenever movies open up, there's going to be a Mark Wahlberg movie about, you know, World Trade Center that we didn't know anything about, and he was like... It's going to be called Towers. <laughs> something. It's going to be something, and it's going to be a movie that nobody's talking about because they weren't supposed to be shooting this whole time, and it's going to be, like, out when theaters are open. Yeah. And that's why he's doing He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I played this in a scene, so I know for sure that I would not have let those let the plane hit those towers. Yeah. 
There would have been a lot of blood in first class. Had to, had to, you know, let everybody know I sit first class. I'm not with you peasants back there. In yeah, I wonder, if, I wonder if that's what he was saying is like, I would have been in first class anyway, so like I would have taken it down. Or if he was like, I'll well, fuck up anybody in first class. Like, who, who knows? Well, I mean, let's not forget, you know, the men who did, who did that, who, you know, yeah. who, who took over. But it was a group of what, seven men, not one guy wrecking shop on it, on whoever did it. For the plane that they did take down? Yeah. Um, it was almost the whole. Well, I mean, nobody I thought knows. It was a group of like nobody a knows for sure, obviously. Right, but yeah. yeah, from what I understand, it was like the whole plane was like, "Fuck that, no." Yeah, not one man, you know. Yeah, <laughs> with fucking twenty-two oh, inch pythons, just like geez, man. I love Mark Wahlberg, but that was such a bad. That was yeah. such a bad scenario. For like I said, there, there's no there's no win out of saying that. So like, why even why even bring it up? Right. So. uh but no, I uh, and then Will Ferrell for me. That's another. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, Will Smith. Other Will. Mm. Will Smith is up there for me too. Those are Will Smith's probably my favorite actor. I love anything that man is in. I'll sit and watch. I don't care how bad people have said it is. I'll sit there and watch oh, it. Oh yeah, he's great. Um, one of my favorite movies is Shooter mm. with Mark Wahlberg. Oh yeah, and Bray, I think that was the first one I watched of his that I got like really into. Bray picks on me all the time, and I don't know what it is about it. Like Bray picks on me all the time because like if I'm you know scrolling through. TV channels or whatever, and it's on. Doesn't matter how early or late into the Far movie, into I'm tuning oh, in yeah, and I'm, sure. I'm finishing it out. That and Four Brothers. I'll sit in there and watch both of those. I know that's a good movie, but I've never watched it. I, it. It's it's in my opinion, it's a lot like Shooter. It's got a lot of the same kind of concepts mm-hmm. to it. But uh, so so this person, this is part of the reason why I wanted to uh, talk about this today was because I saw this tweet today. This guy posted out, and I, I hope it was a joke, but he said, top 20 actors of all time. All time? One, all time. One, Jamie Foxx. Okay. I wouldn't put him at one, but he's up there. Everybody's got their own personal beliefs. Two, right. Will Smith. Okay. Fair. Three, Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Four, Tyrese. Who? Five, uh, the other guy from Fast and Furious. Okay. Paul Walker's best friend from Fast and Furious. All right. Uh, five, Idris Elba. I think Idris is a really good actor. I like him. I haven't seen enough stuff of his, but okay. I'll give you that. Six, Michael B. Jordan. I think yeah. he's a very good actor. I think he's one of the best actors of our generation. For hey, sure. Michael B. Jordan and Zac Efron. If I was gay and I had a choice, pff, fucking Oreo, dude. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Inverted Oreo. Zac Efron has, in my opinion, really turned his... I say turned his career down. Turned his career around... He has become a very good actor and not just like a, like starting off from high school musical, he had like that thing, like he's going to be Troy Bolton, but right. he's, he's done some really good stuff. He's one too, man. Like I'll like, watch anything. He's, he's got comedies. He's got action films. Like, mm-hmm. dude, I, I Whenever like, he played Ted Bundy, he knocked it out of the park. He did. he did such a good job with that. I watched that again for like the third time the other day. Dude, another movie that's underrated, um, I'm not going to be remembering what it's called, but it's, it's oh, got, focus. <laughs> it's got Michael B. Jordan and it's got Zac Efron in it. And oh, it's really? just kind of like depicting like. You know, the life of, like, young adults and, like, trying mm-hmm. to fall in love and everything. I love that movie. I wish I could remember what it was called right offhand. Seven, Brad Pitt. I can see that. Okay. Eight, Ashton Kutcher. I don't mm, know about top 20. Yeah. But that's more of a that's more of a personal pick. If you personally like Ashton Kutcher a lot, he has some good yeah, stuff. Yeah, so then, like, for stuff like this, like, it's going to come down to, like, yeah, what you personally feel. Nine, Johnny Depp. I can, I can see Johnny Depp yeah. being in that conversation. I feel like he should be higher than nine. Ten, Kevin Hart. Mm. He's been in a lot of stuff. That doesn't make him a good actor. There's I think he's, if it's more most entertaining actors, then Kevin Hart's sure. one of the best comedians of all time. I'll give him that. In my if opinion. it's most entertaining, sure. <laughs> in my opinion, uh, eleven Melissa Ford. I don't know who that is. Twelve Leo. 
Yeah, it's DiCaprio so, it's so, so low. low. 13. I'll give you two guesses as to who this is. Think about somebody you would not for sure put in a top 20. I'm female. Oh, well, I definitely wouldn't have then. <laughs> Amy Schumer as the 13th no. best actor of all time. No. She's Four- not even the 13th best female <laughs> comedian of all time. 14. Lisa Lampanelli. I didn't know she was an actress. 15. Raven Simone. I guess he's. I guess he really liked that. So Raven going up. I don't think I've seen her in anything else at any point in time. Like I said, I really hope this is like a joke. I'm sure it's not. But he said, like, not up for debate. Like, this is very much up for debate. Yeah, you can't put out, like, oh, my top five favorite restaurants, not up for debate. (laughs) 16, Robert De Niro, way too low on the list. Yeah, it's, like, so far, you haven't put a lot of, like, older actors in there, other than, like, Leo and Brad Pitt, you know? There's no, like, old actor in here. Well, no, 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 I'm saying, like, like De Niro's age. So, if you're going to also be factoring in people like De Niro, way too low on the list. If if you're just like, I don't really, like, care for a lot of like those older movies right. then okay then you can focus on here but if you're roping in people like De Niro as well yeah 17 Don Cheadle I like Don Cheadle but he doesn't belong in the top 20 list no 18 Terry Crews I love me some Terry Crews he does not belong in the top 20 list no. but I love Terry Crews I oh, think yeah. he's a great actor I think he's a very good role actor if that makes sense he plays a really good big muscular goofy guy oh he's a great Sarge yeah great fantastic plays a good plays a good uh, cheeseburger Eddie he was good in that. Yeah. People forget that's when he, people forget he played in that. That's true. 19, Joe Pesh, Pesky? Pesci. Pesci. 20, 50 Cent. Top 20 <laughs> actor of all time. <laughs> so we have no Joe Morgan. Or not Joe Morgan. I'm sorry. No Morgan Freeman. We have no Denzel anywhere. What is, what is this no list? No Al Pacino. You're putting in <laughs> what, De Niro, but you're not putting Pacino in. List? No Jack Nicholson. I think... I think Will Smith is a top three or four actor of all time, but he's like I said, he's my favorite. So yeah, I think he belongs up there. I don't really have but like one man, actor that like that list is a wild list to put. That's together. a wild ride. Twenty is fifty cent. Yeah, Twenty is best a, actor ever. That's a that's a roller coaster, and it's just the ring of fire. It's all <laughs> loops, and and all it is is you're just stuck upside down. Yeah, and the fire de- you're waiting on the fire department to show up to, to help you. Yeah, out. and then right before you black out, you make this list. <laughs> <laughs> all the blood has rushed straight to your brain. Yeah. Man, but I think, like I said, Will Smith, anything he's in, I'll sit and watch. Started with Fresh Prince. I mean, Hitch is one of my favorite movies, and it's one of his worst, I think, movies, just like overall. I mean, I wouldn't say worst, but I guess when you look at his catalog of movies, then yeah, it does does fall to the wayside a little bit. I'm not saying it's a bad movie, Mm -hmm. but for him, it's at the, it's, it's more towards the bottom than it is the top. I get you. He plays, I but I, I, I've always loved that movie for whatever reason. I watched it the other day and laughed like I was 12 watching it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Him and Kevin James together, it's a good combo. I like Kevin James, too. He's, like, goofy like that. Like, I now pronounce you Luck and, Chuck and Larry, mm-hmm. not Luck and Cherry. Chuck and Larry <laughs> with him, him and Adam Sandler. Sandler is somebody who is super underrated yeah. as far as, like, well, an actor. Because he's made 50 movies. He's made 500 movies. Fucking dude. That's another one of those. Like, and they're all watchable. Yeah. Have you ever watched him and Don Cheadle's movie, uh, Rain Over Me? Mm. It's like one of the few serious movies Adam Sandler makes, and mm. it's so good. If you are an Adam Sandler fan, I would suggest watching that movie. I don't want to give too much of the plot away, but it's yeah. a serious role, and he, and it's, in my opinion, a top two or three movie that he's made. Wow. But it's it's not a very well-known movie. Yeah. That's the only thing about it, is it's not very well-known. But, man, my dad and I went and watched it in theaters together. Because he wanted to watch it, and because he's a big Adam Sandler guy, 
He's like, I think this is going to be trash because it's serious, but we'll go watch it. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know why you want to go spend money to see something you think is going to be trash. Oh, I won't watch Sherlock in theaters. But, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I definitely waited. I, just, that to, I kept waiting for it to get better. <laughs> and it definitely did not, it I did. assume. I assume it did not get when it, better. Whenever it finished, I was like, oh, that's it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, Jalen and I were talking about it whenever it came out in theaters because Will Ferrell is his favorite. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to be honest with you, bud. If you want to go see that movie, go for it. I'm not going to go watch that in theaters. Because we were talking about like something to go and watch. And that was it. I was like, you can go watch it. I'm, I refuse to watch that movie in theaters. I will not pay money for it. If it comes out to Hulu or Netflix, fine. But I'm not going to go spend money at the movies to watch that movie. Bro, that guy had Amy Schumer on his list. <laughs> and he didn't have Meryl Streep. He over, didn't have... He had, he had her over Robert De Niro. She was 13. De Niro was 16. I can't think of any movie that Lisa Lampanelli's been in just off the top of my head. Me neither. The only thing I can think of that she's been in is Roast. <laughs> like, oh, man. He had some bad actors on that list. God. I, what movie has 50 Cent been in? Um, just off the top of your head. Oh, Whatever it is, he must have hit it. Absolutely I, I know that I know there's one that he's in, and it's a it's a big movie. But I'm I'm blanking on what it is. He, yeah, he I don't must have absolutely destroyed that in a good way. Mm-hmm. This guy's uh, list skews a certain way, and he's definitely got a, a strong opinion on some people. But that's fine. That's his list. I'd put Ludacris over fifty as an actor. Too bad it's not up for debate, Scotty. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I I apologize. Yeah. Den of Thieves. He was in. He did do a good job in Den of Thieves. I'll give him that. I haven't he, watched that yet. He did a good job in Den of Thieves. Uh, that's with Gerard Butler, right? Yes. I like Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler's Butler. pretty good, too. You ever yeah. seen Law Abiding Citizen? Yes, that's a good one. That's like top three favorite movies for me. Yep. Law Abiding Citizen's number three, Shooter's number two, Lion King's number one. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, that's Law Abiding Citizen's another one of those movies that if I catch it on TV, I'll see I feel like it. that's an underrated movie, too, man. That's such a good movie. Yeah. So we were wrong. 50's been in a lot of movies. They haven't been good movies, per se. Like, they haven't been, like, box office hits, but I still wouldn't put him as a top 20 actor of all time. But, you know, it is not up for debate. No. So we're just sitting here debating something that's not up for debate. Yeah. So we apologize. Jake Gyllenhaal, that's another one of those I'll watch almost anything he's in. I'm thinking of another female actor, too, or actress. The I just can't think of what her name is. The, uh, the mom from Freaky Friday. Oh, uh, mom's going to kill me. I have to look this up. Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. Well above Jamie half Schubert. of those people, especially, yeah, some of the women on that list. <laughs> yeah, I saw that earlier, man. I was like, this this is a bad list. This is a uneducated. I'll go with that. This is a very uneducated and very... It's a very biased list. Biased list. Yeah. Which, again, is fine if you're just like, hey, here's my top five, top 20 favorite actors. Not That's fine. Top not top 20, 20 not for best. Not, not up for debate. Not up for debate. There's a lot of room for debate. Yeah, from what I saw like in the comments, it was very debated. <laughs> it was extremely debated. I feel but like yeah, it's not up for the debate. I don't have Denzel on that list anywhere. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Jamie Lee Curtis, though, so me and Bray just had our five year anniversary, mm-hmm. and so you know we couldn't really go out and do much. So we went and got dinner, and then we went and red boxed a movie, and we watched Knives Out for the first time. How was that? So good. See, Nick said that everybody in his family fell asleep watching it because it was so, also, it was so uh, so Nick didn't. Nick liked it, but like Amberly and his mom and his dad all fell asleep watching that movie. I want to watch it. I've, if I've, if you like murder mystery movies, mm-hmm. it's fantastic because it's not just centered around who did it. Mm-hmm. You find out who did it pretty early. Early. And then it's just like everything that ensues around it. And the very opening scene 
is tied up with the very closing scene. Mm-hmm. And it's I like so that do that. dude, it's so small and subtle, but it's so poetic and like that made the whole movie for me, mm-hmm. even though I was in love with it the entire time. Yeah, I like movies that do that, or like movies that movies that kind of play with your head a little bit. Mm-hmm. I those are my favorite movies because you think you've outsmarted them. Like you think it's like, oh yeah. yeah, this is just another all these all these plots are the exact same. Right. And then it like there's just one little thing that you're like Oh, oh, wait, hang on, time out. No, that's not what I think it is. So with these kind of movies, like, I don't sit there and try to, like, rack my brain and, like, you know, f- figure it out before mm-hmm. it happens. Like, I just kind of take it as it comes. Bray can't think that way. She has to try to figure it out. And for the most part, she'll see stuff coming that I didn't even see mm-hmm. beginning to, to form. You right. know what I mean? And she didn't catch what was happening. So have you watched um, Game Night? No, I haven't. Game Night is one of those movies that you think you know that's what's going Jason on. Ba- that's Jason Bateman? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I like Jason Bateman too, man. It's one of those movies that you think you know what's going on, and then you don't know. Like, you're like, oh yeah, I've got this figured out. Yeah. Even if it, even if you're like, a, let me let me watch it as I go, you, they lead you into thinking certain ways, and then it flips, and then you, you're you like, oh wait, no, that was stupid. Oh wait, mm-hmm. no, I was right. Oh wait, no. That, like, it was, yeah. it played with my head so badly, and I loved every second. That was one of those, like, I knew I wanted to see it. And then it came out, and then I never went and saw it, and then I just forgot about it. Game Night is a fun movie to watch, but like I said, those are like I like those movies that kind of play with your head because I like sure. to figure out. I watched. It keeps you 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 entertained too, you know. Right. I, grew I mean, up watching, unless you're all of Nick's family. <laughs> I grew up watching um, Poirot with my with my grandparents, which is a very old A and E, like Law and Order basically movie. Where in- Inspector Poirot, it's. So I grew up watching the um, mysteries of like, hey, let me try to solve it until yeah. let me try to solve it before, because it, it won't tell you until like he solves it in the last two minutes of every episode. I got you. And so it's not like a I solved it. Oh, can I get out of jail now? Or oh, can I beat like how law and order? They'll catch somebody fifteen minutes in, and then it's okay. We need this to stick, right? Because they have the best lawyer in New York out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But man, so I grew up watching those. So I really love like mysteries and things like that. But the cast for Game Night. Rachel McAdams, yep. Jason Bateman, Jesse Plemons. I don't know if you know who Jesse Plemons is. Um, Let me see. It's this guy here. He was in, he's best known okay. for Friday Night Lights, and he was also in Lemonade Mouth, which people our age who watch Disney may know. I didn't watch Disney. But Friday Night Lights, him and Kyle Chandler, who played Coach Taylor in that, are both in this movie and did a freaking great job. And then, did you ever watch Bones? No. Yeah. Uh, well, the psych the the psychiatrist from Bones is also in it, but uh, but great cast. They all they all played a, a great role in that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I because <coughs> you have a lot of movies that people play a small role, but it's played so perfectly they stick out to you. Yeah, and I I love that kind of a I love that kind of an actor. Yeah, really. They just commit to the role, even though like it's a small one to really just like. Yep, and they may have five minutes of screen time, but you're gonna remember that five minutes. Right, that, you're gonna remember that five minutes of screen time throughout but you know that's that's always good stuff that's that's always fun to watch um so wait wait, we haven't said like what's your all-time favorite movie oh man i i it really just kind of goes back and forth it was kind of it's the whole point of this conversation (laughs) whatever that is the focus of this episode (laughs) whatever i watch most recently like out of my favorites like out of my set of favorite Mm -hmm. movies becomes my most favorite i got you like i watched uh hitch most recently so hitch is in my brain but like hitch Shooter, the other guy. The other guys is up there. Um, remember the Titans. Um, 
the blind side blind sides up there too and with great movies but i'm one of those people like i'm not a i took a cinema class freaking sandra bullock not on the list yeah sandra bullock's a lot better than amy schumer is but uh oh now you see me just watch that one mark ruffalo Mm -hmm. and all those guys great job yeah just watch now you see me that's that's up there on one of my favorite movies um what's his name jesse eisner uh something like that yeah. yeah that guy he's a good actor yep and dave franco mm-hmm. it's the younger one right yeah dave franco had a much bigger career than james and i didn't see that coming i thought james like the way he started off his career was just gonna keep going up and up and up yeah and then dave kind of took over i think he, he turned into like the artist and so it kind of like derailed his acting career i mean you could argue he has right. a better career you know, in the and, sense of he does more, but yeah, and I'm not saying there's anything like wrong with it. Like we watched twenty two. That's, that's what you're saying. I we get watched, it. Okay, whatever. We watched twenty two. Have an opinion to stick to it, Scotty. Okay, my opinion is Dave Franco has a better better acting career than his brother James. There you go. Quit I didn't say a better overall it. career. I didn't say he did. That's exactly what you said. No, I didn't. I said some people could say that. Okay. Anyway, yeah. so we watched twenty two Jump Street the other day, and it was it was freaking funny. I forgot how how good of a job everybody does. Yeah. Rob Riggle is one of those guys for me that. I think he's really funny, but he has to be playing in the right role. Like, he, he can get overly stupid really quick. So, like, I can watch the same movie. He can be playing the same character, and I'll hate it for five minutes, and I'll love it for five minutes. Yeah. It's just, he's one of those guys for me. Like, he does the, like, Sunday morning football. Uh, I think it's the Fox that he goes with, that he, like, does something with them. It's really funny in that, but he does skits in those because they're little short skits. <laughs> He does skits in those, and they're really funny, but I can't be exposed to more than about five minutes of Rob Burkle at one time, where I'm like, all right, you got you to gotta, you gotta go yeah, away and give me space. Tone it back a little bit. You got you to gotta disappear. Let's uh, record in a minute. What? Oh. Joe's ready to record the outro for the video, so I guess we have to cut ourselves off here. I mean, I think we're kind of petering out anyway. Because he's ready. That's fine. That's fair. Who? So, we got your three favorite movies what about actors i don't really know if i have like a a solidified like favorite actor i mean like as we've kind of gone i've you know highlighted people that i enjoy um so just simba in general whoever played simba that's your favorite actor of all time yeah uh matthew broderick there you go that's that's adult simba uh kid simba was the middle child from home improvement no i don't know what his name is and then if you want to talk live action is donald glover how'd you feel about the live action I thought it was good. I thought that some of the live actions, they took a lot of chances and like kind of like, you know, went with their own vision for it while mm-hmm. still keeping the same trajectory of the storyline. And Lion King, they were like, we're just going to do a shot for shot remake and we're they just going to put it out the, there. The big the big swing of the movie, though. What do you mean? With uh, Rafiki, they just cut all that out with him like teaching somebody you got to. Like he didn't, he didn't knock him on the head. Yeah, he like they missed the big chunk of like your, well, your past is gonna hurt, but you still got to keep it moving yeah. forward. In in doing that, they gave Nala a bigger role, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of like where the balance came from that. But yeah, you're right. I feel like that was just the big turning point of the the original movie, and you kind of needed that. Well, it wasn't the original movie because Nala didn't have a role because women were suppressed. But so then it's Beyonce, and you're not gonna tell her that she can't <laughs> talk, and so. Yeah, they gave her a bigger role, and then so she became the turning point for Simba. Whatever, that's that's fair. <laughs> I just I I I was that was the only thing that I was disappointed in that movie. Yeah. I thought besides that, it was like you said, almost a shot for shot. For yeah, I mean it was, it was great. I mean if you but yeah if if you're like looking for something new or like looking for them to kind of like take their own spin, which 
I was so torn on it. I was like, I wanted them to do a shot for shot. I was like, don't mess with don't this mess movie. With, yeah. But also, if you're going to make a new movie and spend mm-hmm. all this money, why are you just doing a shot for shot remake mm-hmm. of it? You know what I mean? So I'm kind of in between. Uh, I mean, solid movie. It's because Lion King. Because <laughs> it's the goat? Yeah. <coughs> all right. Well, thanks for sticking around with us. We, uh, you know, tried to focus, but I can't focus on much. I can't focus more than on one thing at one time, and yeah. I can't speak whenever there's a microphone in front of my face. And I got to pee, so love you guys. Pretty sure that's how all of ours are going to end from now on. It's just been whenever it's time for Bear to go to the bathroom. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, we also have Michael Ringette from The Weekend Transit coming in this week, and we're going to do an interview with Mike talking about them starting to take off here around town and uh and get a little bit bigger so we're excited about that we should have this episode out by monday or tuesday and also so long as the uh bars doesn't close and coronavirus takes us all over i'm back doing comedy shows so keep an eye on that we'll be posting more details when that gets closer true but uh yeah we'll get with mike this week and hopefully we'll have this video this uh recording out monday or tuesday and then we'll have the recording with michael out thursday or friday uh, also check out End of the Bench. Um, also check out the End of the Bench podcast. Jalen and I'll be back on Wednesday talking about the NBA season being back, and then we'll talk about baseball being back soon too. Thank y'all very much. I would kiss you all goodnight, but Barrett already took care of that for me. So.